is to have them even talking about it is a step in the right direction. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat with James Ockenden and me, Jim Gould. And on Backchat uh, this morning, uh, we're looking back at the outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam's five-year term. Uh, she's described it as being like a, a roller coaster ride. Um, Carrie Lam uh, leaves office uh, at the end of this month. Uh, she's been giving a number of uh, interviews in the past few days and uh, addressed uh, the Legislative Council uh, last week on Thursday. Among, among various things uh, that uh, she's been saying, um, Carrie Lam's been saying that uh, she feels like a great burden is being lifted from her shoulders as her tenure ends this month. Uh, she's described the last five years as being like a roller coaster ride. Uh, she said she has uh, no regrets about pushing ahead with the extradition bill in 2019, uh, which of course uh, led to the mass protests and the and the violence and, uh, and riots and what have you which gripped uh, the territory uh, that year uh, she's also said that um uh, also acknowledged that the COVID-19 quarantine rules have uh, hurt Hong Kong's status as an international hub. So there's a, a, a lot to consider here. Uh, we're joined uh, on the line uh, by two uh, expert commentators. We have with us uh, Andrew Leung, who's a, uh, an international and independent uh, China strategist and is uh, also a former Director General of Social Welfare. And uh, Alan Leung, the co-convener of the Path of Democracy. Um, perhaps... Um, um, Andrew Leung, uh, if we could uh, ask you first. Good morning to you. Good morning. So, uh, um, among she's a, a number of interesting comments that Carrie Lam has uh, uh, made in the past few days. Uh, uh, yesterday, she said, um, "Whatever happens in Hong Kong after July the first is none of my business." Um, you can't imagine how relaxed I feel. What, um, what, what? What do you make of that remark? Well, of course, she's absolutely correct <laughs> because this term is ex ex expiring um, in a couple in a couple of weeks. Um, first of all, I would say, um, as a fellow um, administrative officer who have worked uh, with her uh, for a long time, uh, it is not very fair uh, to say things um, critical of her after the event. Um, indeed, I, I need to be fair uh, to say that she has been extremely. Uh, hardworking. Her uh, hard work is legendary and has always given her best. Her heart is in the right place. Um, and then, actually, she has actually managed to get quite a lot of things done. Um, mention a few. Yes. Um, the um, uh, starter homes, uh, statutory maternity leave, uh, the $2 public transport scheme, um, and, of course, the uh, bigger, uh, more visionary projects, uh, like the Land Tower to, um, uh, Tomorrow Vision and uh, the more recently announced Northern Metropolis, uh, not to mention the um, recently passed um, mandatory uh, provident fund scheme of setting mechanism. Uh, just to mention a few. Uh, so we just managed to get a lot of things done. Um, and indeed, um, uh, as I said, uh, that she has uh, always given her best. And as a fellow administrative officer, she will always have a, a treasure uh, place in my heart. However, however, um, her strengths are also uh, some of her weaknesses. Um, first of all, uh, she is extremely experienced, um, and a few would rival the breadth and depth 
uh, of her uh, administrative experience in spanning, spanning various bureaus and departments. Um, and in fact, she had a photographic uh, memory. I had in the past uh, par with her um, on various occasions when she was in the finance bureau, um, and she really did not need uh, even any nooks and um, quoting a lot of insightful, uh, uh, cogent uh, statistics. Now, um, of course, the being the chief executive is something different. Now, I would draw an analogy uh, between an experienced um, cl uh, clocksmith who knows extremely well each and every part of the clock um, and of course she knows how, to, how it's going to work so ideally um, in peaceful times she would be great but on, unfortunately during the past uh, five years it's not uh, peaceful times um, and then uh, the test um, the, her, her leadership has shown to be uh, fallen uh, short. To mention a few examples, I mean, she referred to the um, extradition bill. Of course, she, her intentions were um, um, not, um, uh, noble uh, and noteworthy. Um, however, uh, this ex uh, extremely sensitive um, um, uh, kind of initiative has ushered in a tsunami of protests now, even during the protest, um, if she is uh, politically acute, uh, she would have uh, uh, tweeted it. She would have at least stopped and paused. But then uh, the way she insisted on pushing ahead eventually led to um, uh, what we had uh, about the fiery um, uh, protest and break down the law and order. But that, that wasn't the first... I mean, if you look at when, when she came into power, the I remember taking to the streets actually twice, a uh, very short time, first about the Lantau tomorrow, and then secondly about Theresa Cheng, who had uh, unauthorised building works uh, herself and her husband. Yep. And, you know, and a lot of people went out and took to the streets then, and those protests went absolutely nowhere. There was no listening. So perhaps that sort of fermented, uh, uh, you know, some unrest there. And yeah. why didn't she deal with that better, you know, from day one? Did she not have very good advice, do you think? Yeah, well, as I, as I was saying, uh, there was a big difference between an administrator um, and a leader uh, of a, a complex um, uh, society like Hong Kong mm. under one country, two systems. And she, in fact, in a recent interview, admitted uh, that she told uh, President Xi uh, when she first received her... Um, um, a mandate uh, as the chief executive. She told, she, according to her, she told President Xi uh, that she wasn't very uh, good at um, politics, uh, either local, especially international, or geopolitics. Um, but as, uh, in peaceful times, uh, as I said, she would be great because she knows every lever uh, in the government and many, many departments and bureaus. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, when there are critical issues coming up, uh, highly sens um, um, uh, uh, sensitized and politicized, um, and then there are all sorts of forces at work. Um, and then she um, is, was seen to be somewhat losing her way. Now, it's not just the extradition bill. Um, to, again, to be fair, on the other side um, uh, of the coin, um, in public housing, under her watch, the waiting list 
uh, has actually increased. Um, but of course you can't blame um, the, the, just the chief executive expecting that such a huge mountain uh, could be overcome even within five years. But at least uh, she should have the political acumen uh, to show some improvements. Okay. Now, as for youth, again, um, she was not um, political, politically uh, acute uh, to see that after 23 years, Hong Kong has lost a whole generation of youth um, with their sense of nationhood, uh, with their sense of national identity, and this is uh, underpins um, the protests we, we witnessed um, during the past two years. Now, more recently, um, I think the, 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 the cruncher uh, in, in her um, perception and popularity, um, not only in the eyes of Hong Kong, but also perhaps in Beijing, is the how she had been handling the pandemics. Again, this is um, a pros and cons on both sides. During the first uh, um, almost two-thirds uh, of this fight um, on the pandemic. She had been doing reasonably well. And there was a time when the, uh, the cases... But at uh, what point to, was she doing reasonably well, though? Um, I, I didn't, well, I didn't then, catch but that. But then she was seen to be um, wavering or, or flip-flopping. Because she didn't really um, get the vaccinations yeah. uh, sorted and then, out very and then, early on. Unfortunately, she did not have a uh, highly authoritative uh, minister who could overrule some of the so-called experts. So she was seen uh, to be uh, blowing with the wind, as it were. Um, right, and she's, so blamed, overall, she's blamed her ministers and she's also blamed the media for, for scaring the ministers into silence. But, you know, surely that's her job is to lead, not to just sort of sit around and wait for the ministers to do the job. Yeah, but, but, but then, of course, um, uh, there, there are uh, quite a few experts. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the health minister um, doesn't have the, um, the medical... Um, professional authority uh, to overrule these experts um, because her background is in nursing. Um, but even though that she had done quite a lot, um, but in, with this tsunami of and the highly you know, amorphous um, and rapidly changing um, pandemics, um, she was seen to be in, 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 towards the end, towards the latter part, especially the last three or four months, uh, somehow losing her way, okay. which is, uh, in fact, a bit unfortunate because, yeah. as I said, your cases were quite well managed in the okay. beginning. We also, we also have uh, Alan Lung with us, uh, co-convener of Path of Democracy. Um, 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 Andrew Lung has mentioned uh, a number of things there, uh, the handling of the pandemic, uh, the handling of the uh, unrest in 2019. Um, um, what, to you, stands out uh, during Carrie Lam's um, um, five-year term? Uh, hello, I'm, oh. I'm Alan. Yes, Alan, <laughs> yes. Right. Go ahead, yeah, uh, Alan, Lung, Alan Lung, yeah, co-convener of Path of Democracy, yeah. Yeah. Right. What, what, de what defines her, uh, her, her five years term is really, she said, no regret. And then other, other uh, former Malaysian Prime, Prime Minister, Mahathir, actually referred her as an administrator. So th those two things really defined her past five years. She's an administrator and she has no regret over everything. You know, when people leave, we're supposed to be gracious, uh, as uh, Andrea Hum did. She was very really gracious with uh, with uh, Carrie Lam. But uh, 
she could have been more gracious to other people too when she went on radio and 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 TV and so on. Uh, what, did what, you find what, herself more gracious to to what people, which people in particular? She 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 actually blamed her minister for not being communicating, and and this is almost sort of like a defensive character. It's almost uh, characteristics of AOs. And, uh, administrative officer, mm -hmm. administrative yeah. officers, yeah. Yeah. and that she she doesn't want her record, official record, to 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 be blemished, to have blemishes. But a politician's role is very very different. You're supposed to lead. You're supposed to uh, to uh, hello. You're supposed to lead and supposed to be uh, uh, define the moment and to to to, uh, to have goals and so on. So uh, she, she could have said it quite differently that uh, we're not good at communication on the uh, on the uh, uh, extradition bill, but we face a lot of constraints uh, from Beijing and from everywhere and so on. And she could have said that I'm not good at think tank, so I will not start a think tank, and I will be very happy to. To serve in any places or retire totally, that would have been a more gracious things to 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 sort of define her own own career. But she was a bit a bit of tongue lashing on on her part, so that wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. So, so you're saying that the outgoing CE should be should be more gracious to the people, um, and 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 because she's not, perhaps we can have a, a few a few more digs at her. What what would you uh, say regarding, for example, universal suffrage, which is something that Path of Democracy has been pushing forward, and really under Carrie Lam, we've seen the transformation of Hong Kong to this uh, Patriots Rule uh, system. Which uh, what's the links there between universal suffrage and Patriots ruling. Do you think she's done a good thing there? Well, this is something that's really beyond her control. Uh, we, we understand the uh, dynamics very, very well. Uh, as Andrew said, uh, nobody read that the the, uh, uh, the sentiments, particularly amongst the youth, uh, in the past fifteen years and so on, and. Universal suffrage uh, it was hard. It was a hard fight by uh, the pandemicers, the more moderate ones. But uh, now, to the path is really totally not there anymore. And we, we won't. I don't think we will ever get back to uh, the beginning, which is uh, the the so-called eight three one August thirty first. I think I believe two thousand fourteen uh, uh, NPC. Mm -hmm. uh, de declaration and so on. Mm -hmm. We'll never get get back to that, and we'll mm -hmm. be at least ten years of so-called stability uh, before we get back to that. I, I, you know, to be fair, she cannot be totally blamed blame on that. But mm -hmm. uh, she says she doesn't understand politics, but uh, she mis uh, everybody misread it, including us. Yeah. I actually met uh, Carrie Lam just in her last month as Chief Secretary, and she had uh, pulled into Hong Kong Park there um, with, in her official car and was taking photos of the Murray. Now, as CS, she was kind of instrumental in rebuilding a lot of the, the Murray, PMQ, Tai Kwan, and I felt that when she was taking photos and I talked to her there, she was actually very proud of that. And it was actually something to be proud of. It was like a, a, a very beautiful restoration that she's... That she's 
um, done. Now, the fact that those buildings are now almost exclusively used by the sort of very wealthy end of the population is, is neither here nor there, but it did give me an insight into her character, is that perhaps building something solid and that you can actually see and is tangible was something that she'd be proud of, whereas the, you know, the last few years with the, some of the, the political problems, it's something that's been out of c her control, as you said. I mean, do you think she'll move into, into a different field after, after she retires on, on June 30th? Well, she 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 didn't say anything. There was no clue that that she gave us. Mm. Uh, whether she said the only thing clue that we have is uh, she would not start a think tank. But to be fair with her, she was actually quite good as. Uh, uh, the development minister. Yeah, I think we have a lot of clues actually. She, the last she's, she's few months. Very, she's yeah. very good at that. And, yeah, and she's been visiting a lot of these. The, starting the conservation path and so on. Yes, we should we should give her credit for to her for that. Mm -hmm. And she's actually quite good as chief secretary. As Donald Zhang was, uh, Donald Zhang was at, at his best when he was financial secretary. But I mean, in in the British days. Uh, uh, and this is not me. This is uh, 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 British Archive talking. Uh, the uh, Colonial Service and later the uh, the Foreign Service, Foreign and Commonwealth Office, never promote Chief Secretary, you know, second tier people into uh, into uh, governor's position. And they have different lists. And so somebody uh, who was very good Chief Secretary, such as. Uh, so Davis Eckes Jones never got promoted into uh, the position of governors because they rated people at the very, very early stage. And to, you know, if we were to learn from uh, the past four chief executives, and this is something that our, our China, uh, our, our sovereign power, Beijing, need to learn to do identifying talents, nurturing talents, like what the Singapore government is doing, you know, nurturing them from a very, very uh, young age, PAP mm. uh, trained people, and we haven't been doing that. I mean, but we, you know, we've, we've just started, and it would take a long time, the Tsinghua University courses, the courses we're trying to do, and it would take a long time before the talent pool comes back. Mm. And, and even if we have uh, universal suffrage, we still need talents to be there, to be elected. Okay, a couple of emails here from listeners, uh, both uh, well rather critical of uh, of Mrs. Lamb. Um, uh, some e uh, extracts. Uh, James says uh, Carrie Lamb destroyed a once wonderful world city through arrogance and indifference. Her interviews in recent days expose her for what she was, claiming to be politically naive after working in the administration for 40 years. is nothing less than ridiculous that she re remains proud of the extradition bill speaks for itself. And uh, Anthony says uh, surveys of taxi drivers and many locals of my acquaintance have not found one supporter of her disastrous leadership. Uh, the apple cart was upset by her wholly unnecessary pursuit of the extradition treaty and her defence of this action in the last day is derisory. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Leung, I mean, her popularity did uh, dip, it dipped sharply during her five-year term, uh, didn't it? Um, how do you think she will be remembered by future generations? Well, I think that, um, as I said, uh, depending where, where you're sitting, where you're coming from, uh, some people would be grateful uh, to her, for example, uh, people in social welfare. During her watch, um, social welfare uh, provision 
had increased from 65 billion to 105.7 billion, an increase of 60.1.5 percent. So there's a great deal of resources um, uh, being provided uh, to improve social welfare, um, and I think that we should be grateful to her uh, for her efforts. On the heritage front, you mentioned this Taipun、uh, building. That's not the only one.、Um, I think she really. Well, no, PMQ at the Murray、yeah. too. Yeah. But I think that there are、yeah. um, a number of misunderstandings and misconceptions and lack of foresight on all parts, including perhaps、um, in、uh, in Beijing, in the sense that or, or the original thought was that.、Um, Beijing could just take over Hong Kong、uh, and run Hong Kong just like the British. If the British could do it,、um, why can't Beijing? Now,、uh, that's why in the beginning it's all hands off during the first couple of years.、Uh, I was there.、Um, I, I actually, my career spanned、um, well before the handover and well after the handover. So I, 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 I know what what it was because in the beginning, the first couple of years, Beijing was really hands off. From Hong Kong, even not allowing、uh, the, the normal playing of a football game、uh, between the Royal Hong Kong,、uh, the Hong Kong Police Force at the time, or the Royal Hong Kong Police Force before the handover,、uh, and and their counterparts across the border. But then、um, the two sides are increasingly intermeshed.、Uh, the free flow of people, money,、uh, capital, ideas,、um, and then、um, the, the lack of realization that there is a Hong Kong identity. Uh, which has lost、uh, its、uh, sense of nationhood.、Uh, a lot of young people do not regard themselves as Chinese anymore. So I think that this is a a, a misconception、uh, on on both sides. Now, the, as far as the universal suffrage is concerned, I think the biggest misunderstanding is on the part of the pandemocrats, because they thought that okay. Um, screening, please screening candidates. Of course, is is not democratic, but that's that that enshrined under the basic law.、Uh, under the basic law,、uh, it was Beijing、uh, who introduced、uh, the idea of universal suffrage.、Uh, this provision was not included in the joint declaration with Britain. But then the deal is that the candidates must be pre-screened because the chief executive has got to work with Beijing. Be trusted by Beijing,、um, so it's unlike any other democratic system. So after what has、um, been passed down, water under the bridge, I think both sides are learning.、Um, as Carrie Lam said,、uh, provided you stick to what is inside, in, included in the basic law, and follow、uh, the, 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 the Beijing's interpretations, even she, as you said, even the X31 formula、uh, specified at least. Two or three candidates, so it's not a one-horse race. So, provided that people follow the basic law,、um, it is quite conceivable that one man, one vote could be achieved in the not distant future. And another misunderstanding is that somehow、uh, one country, two system would have to come to an end in 2047. Why? Why should it? Because、uh, okay, under Article Five of the Basic Law, one country, two system. Uh, would expire, but there is no reason why Beijing cannot renew it at the drop of a hat.、Uh, what it takes is, of course, Hong Kong could continue to fulfil as a special, unique role, which cannot be undertaken by any cities in China, not even Shanghai. And that, of course,、uh, what China needs 
uh, to in this trajectory uh, to become a great power in the world, <laughs> heavily connected uh, with the rest of the world, and in fact using Hong Kong as a unique bridge between the East and the West. Okay, so but I what's... think that the, it's understanding. There's a lot of misunderstanding on all sides. Yeah. But having said that, though, um, I think the future of Hong Kong um, is bright. Now, as far as the uh, the pandemic is concerned, uh, I heard what uh, uh, the viewer just said. Uh, unfortunately, uh, even Hong Kong has a high degree of autonomy, but it's not as if Hong Kong can just do its own way, regardless of what's happening across the border. And don't forget, even Shanghai succeeded. In, in almost achieving as zero um, uh, cases, and yet that they are now uh, reopening. But all it takes is for some uh, Hong Kong cases to easily spread to the mainland, and we are back to square one again, or even worse. Andrew, Not only on in China uh, on the mainland, but in Hong Kong. Yeah, Andrew, I've, I've got to pull yeah. you up on something okay. you just said, though, because you said both sides are learning. Um, and that might sound great, but actually one side is learning largely from jail because, you know, a lot of the pandems are actually in oh, jail yes, right now. Right. So, yep. you know, it's not really a, an open collegiate system where we're, we're trying to figure things out. It's like one side is literally locked up. So well, how mean, does that affect Hong Kong's place in, in the world? Every place has got to be governed by the rule of law. And the rule of law is not the same in every country. As I said, when you roam, do as the Romans do. So no laws are the same. What uh, the, 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 how democracy is defined in China and in Hong Kong is not the same as what is defined in the United States or in Britain. And in fact, the political system in Britain is very different from the political system in the United States. So I think that all sides should be learning, um, especially in international politics as well, because um, like different families, how they govern their own family are each different. There's no reason why uh, everybody, all families in the same society, should not work can, together. Can I, okay. can yeah, I, Alan, can Alan, I, Alan, I uh, Alan, just a yeah. short Please. comment before, yeah. for, before the end of the program? Yes. I think to be fair to both sides, uh, 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 I think Andrew Lang's experience in, in government confirms it. Uh, the, the, uh, Beijing knew nothing about Hong Kong come 1997. They knew nothing. Uh, this is why they, they let, uh, they, they think they'll change it, change it, change the government into a chief executive, and then the civil service will run, run, the, run the whole thing. That was force. And now they know, they know everything like the back of the hand, and that, that is the defining moment for Hong Kong's change. And, and uh, I think uh, on, on the international image thing, I think uh, Beijing also learned that uh, what they do to Hong Kong uh, affects China's destiny as well, particularly uh, less, uh, more sort of a coercive system uh, affects the international financial center of Hong Kong. And I, I think they understand that. But to, to say that, you know, do what Beijing do is not what the international communities want. They want, you know, more uh, high, high degree of autonomy back and, and that, that is the, uh, that really defines it, the, the job of the next uh, government. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. Sorry, we'll have to bring it to a close. It's because uh, it's nine thirty now. But uh, that was Alan Lung, a co-convener of the Path of Democracy, and we also heard from uh, Andrew Lung, uh, former Director General of Social Welfare and an uh, independent China strategist. Now we're going to go to the news summary in a moment, and then Morning Brew. Um,
But uh, a quick look at the weather before that. Uh, just say thank you to our listeners and to everybody who wrote in. Thanks to our producer, Yuki, and thanks very much to you, James. Thanks a lot, Jim. OK, the weather, it's going to be uh, mainly cloudy today, uh, hot with sunny periods, uh, top temperature around 32 degrees, uh, one or two showers. Uh, uh, the outlook, the weather will be unsettled in the next few days.